As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now my name ring bells. All across the world, so my name ring bells. Welcome to Fade the Booth with your host, the best deep threat ever, Deshaun Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main man, Deshaun Jackson. You now tuned in to Fade the Booth. I got my big bro, my big homie, one of my idols growing up. I got yours truly, man. Big bro, Mike Vick. What's up, bro? It's good, Jack. You know what it is. <laughs> hey, man. You look. know what it is, man. You back. Hey, you know you know what's crazy, man? Like, this is what, probably like my sixth or seventh episode now since, you know, I entered this field on the podcast on my own show. And yeah. uh, I, I did things a little different this time around, man. You know, usually I go do homework. I I find out all this information about people. I write down notes, but I'm like, you're supposed to. You're a journalist now. You're supposed to. <laughs> but I'm like, well, I'm like with Big Bro. I don't need to do that shit. I'm just gonna have a conversation with my Big Bro, yeah, my bro. nigga, man, one of the realest ever, That's man. Right. And, and shit, we, hey, look, we, we in the booth now. Now we in the fade the booth. It's not filtered. We ain't got no script. We just gonna have fun and talk some shit, bro. Like we always do. Yeah, what's up though, man? It's good catching up with you, man. I, I know you're. You're in a different space now and your life, man, and your journey. And, you know, I kind of just wanted to talk talk on that for a little bit, man, on your journey. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy, Jack, because, I mean, Jack, you you know, you used to always tell me, like, man, for real, like, you know, when I get up in my years, like, I, I want the same type of things you got. And I, and I was looking at you like, you know, you got a long way to go. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you got to enjoy your career. You got to get the most out of your career. but You know, we when we linked up when I got to Philly, you know, that was like year 10 for me. So I was on the I was on another level, you know what I'm saying, in terms of maturity. Right. Where I wanted to go in my life and knowing that, you know, the end was almost near. But at the same time, like, you know, I still got a long way to go too. You know what I'm saying? So over the years, just just maturing, man, and and becoming more family oriented, got the kids with me, family with me, man. It's all about family now. Alleviated all, you know, all, I had to trim a lot of fat, man, you know, in terms of people around me, you know, become more about myself. I had to love myself more and the people who really cared about me more um, and then, then the time that I put into others, man. So just a lot of learning, life learning lessons, man, that I had to go through to make myself a better person. But to answer your question all in all, I, I, I say, you know, just the ultimate family, man, now doing whatever I can. You know, make sure that, you know, my family keep a smile on their face, teaching and leading in the household. And, and, and that's more than enough for me. Right. And you know, Be deep you, over here. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, it's crazy, though, because because you, you talk about your family and 
you know, how I made you more of a family man oriented. But since I've known you, bro, you've always been a family man. You always had wifey. You always had your family, your kids, yeah. moms, brother. Like, yeah. since I know that's what you, I meant. When, that's what I meant when I. That's what I meant when I said like, yo, you used to see me with the family. You used to always be like, man. You saw. I never forget. I always tell Kiava like how you used to be like, man. You love your girl, don't you? You love your wife. <laughs> I used to always be like, yeah, man. She like she like everything to me. And then I had my three kids, my two daughters running around behind me, and it's like. I always embrace that. That's when I'm at my happiest. Right. When I got my family, when I'm around my family. And and now when you, you got two baby yeah. boys, right? For sure. Oh, you got a third. I entered, I got three, but I entered the field. I started a little late, okay. but okay. I entered the field. So I know what it's like now. You remember back then I ain't had no kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you was you was you was uh you know, you was young boss, DJ, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I, I knew that that transformation was coming. I just wanted to watch it happen. With no pressure, with no stress. Like, I, I wanted you to do you. You know, there's times when you had to grow up, you know, when you and Coach used to get into it a little bit, and I used to have to step in. But, uh, you, you know, know you, you came you know, a long way from that, bro. But, you know, it's crazy. The coach, I think that you're actually talking about is Marty Morningwig. You know he back in Philadelphia now. Is that – that's what that's you talking about, Marty, or you talking about Andy? I'm talking about Andy, but I, but Marty, too. I ain't you know remember Marty I got into a little – you remember I got into it with Marty, in, I want to say like 2010, 2011, we got into it in the, in the meeting rooms, but he back in Philly now. Yeah, man. Tell Marty, I love him when you talk to him, man. That's my dude. Oh, for real. Sure. You know, that's my guy. He taught me everything I know, man. The reason I'm able to, you know, talk about the game and understand the game now and you'll see as you, you know, further your career, you know, away from football, mm -hmm. like, you know, everything that we learn going to come in handy. When, when it's all said and done, bro, you 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 experience that, and and you know, obviously, we, one day we'll talk about it. For sure, no, that, that's definitely uh, dope. Um, so I, I kind of want to just go back a little bit, like your earlier days, um, growing up, um, in Virginia. Obviously, yeah. um, you know, you can you you come from the same home. If if I'm not mistaken, you come from the song, same hometown as uh, Allen Iverson, and yeah. uh, I, I just kind of want to relive that moment for a little Shout bit. Oh, huh? Shout out to AI. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out big bro AI. But yeah, I, I just want to relive that moment, man. Growing up in, in Virginia, um, what was it like for you as a little kid? And like, when did you realize, re really realize that you was tapped in on another level and you was going to be special in, in football? I, I think about the age of nine, Jack. Like my first play at quarterback when I was nine years old, bro, I dropped back and threw a touchdown pass. Like first play ever. I didn't know what I was doing. Coach was just like, take the ball, drop it, and, and throw it to your right, drop back and throw it to your right side. And then, you know, things kind of like, it, it wasn't as smooth. And then I came back the next year and played running back. And then like, when I was 11 years old, you know, just from going from playing quarterback to running back in two years, I, I packaged all that up. And it was like, when I got the ball in my hands, if I don't like what I'm seeing, I'm going to run it. And if I like what I'm seeing, I'm going to throw it. So mm -hmm. it, it just transcended into me like becoming this little dual threat at a young age. And, but but it was another guy and, and you know in my district who was just as good. But you know when I was young, and then obviously, you know, growing up in the hood, playing in the hood, mm -hmm. we running around in the backyard. Anybody got no cleats on? Like you, you can't the only cleats you can afford is the cleats that you get during season. So in the backyard, we playing on the grass with regular tennis shoes. So I'm trying to get my balance and you know, you're making cuts in regular tennis shoes. Right. You know, some 
most of the time they ain't got no name brand, they ain't name brand, so you sliding all over the place, but you keeping your balance. That's where we got our legs strength from. You know, and, 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 and you know, all that combined, bro, I, I think just everything combined from where I, where I grew up, how I grew up, who I grew up around, like help, you know, shape me and mold my, my whole little thought process on, on what I wanted to be. Right. Uh, even though I felt like, you know, being a quarterback was going to be a challenge, I still kept pushing for it. Did, was it ever a time that you and uh you and AI played together? Is he a little bit older than you? Yeah, he's four years older than me. So so Wayne crossed paths. He he, right. he was older, so I used to always go to the games and just be scoping out, like, damn, that dude, he crazy. Like his his game just I just knew it was something different about him. Then when I went and watched him play basketball, you know, even at, when I was in like ninth grade, I was watching him like, yo, dude, he, he gonna play in the NBA. He might not play in the NFL because he was he was small. Exactly. Like y'all about the same size. He was a little smaller in stature, but he still had the skill. But just being, you know, just being able to watch somebody that good, it just gives you hope and ambition. And then like two years later, once he came out of prison, he was on his way to the pros. And I seen him one time and he he had on two Rolexes and he had you know, the chains on and you know, just a dope look. I'm like, Bro, I got to get to where you at one day, man. Like he was like, "Yo, it's possible. You can do it. Just stay focused." And right. that was all I needed to hear, bro. Man, that, that's that's big. I think coming from a, a younger version, obviously looking up, you know, me, I, I looked up to to AI and you. Like it was it was something yeah. about y'all at that time. You get what I'm saying? And then like it, it kind of created me to who I am. So now, like when we right. talked the other day, I was like. It's like three dudes you could say go down to history for who looked the sweetest. Like they they own creative players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI, yeah. Mike Vick, and D Jack, bro. What's something about us? Like everybody else, like y'all niggas look the sweet. We, we created our own identity. Uh, we definitely. created our own identity, and it, you know what's so crazy? How you you created yours watching me and him. I created mine watching him. Right. Like, from everything, Jack, from you know cornrows to. To chains to cars, like bro used to come through with like the Bentleys, five of them, you know, the Rolls Royce. Like it, it was just a good look, and, and and that was cool because we was able to create our own look, and and that go a long way, man. It's go go a long way in terms of you know the culture and and, and what we tried to build. Like I, I used to watch you when you was in in the locker room, and I, I used to see, you know, I used to just always tell you like Jack, you know, just make sure you always being careful. You know, know, know the company you keep in your surroundings. Learn from me. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm glad that you, Shady, Macklin, it, it, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all kept y'all wits about y'all. Y'all ain't go out and lose it all like I did because everybody can't come back from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was able to come back. Thank God, you know, I had guys like Andy and Roger, Tony, you know, Tony Benji in my corner, but. Mm-hmm. You know, so I monitor y'all closely. I, I, you know, I was always watching. You know, making sure y'all did it right. Yeah, that's that's one thing I can yeah. definitely speak on. I remember in 2010 when you entered the locker room, man. And for me, it was like damn near a dream come true. Because you know, no disrespect to Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb was you know a great quarterback when I came in too. But it was it was a different move setting when when Michael Vick came into the to the locker room, man. Like I could just remember growing up and being a, being a little kid and just like looking up to Michael Vick. He used to have his own commercial. He used to have his own shoes. Yeah. It was just like the jury to change, just like the real nigga aspect. It's like being young, coming from Cali, like I'm, I want to be like him, bro. So I could just remember when you entered the locker room, it was something different, bro. And it was like, it was almost like a dream come true, but then it was almost like it wasn't real. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> you remember them days? Yeah, yeah, look. 
So I come into the locker room and I'm seeing y'all and I'm like, man, if I get a chance to play with them, it's over. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking. Like, I ain't never been a part of nothing like this. Right. Yeah, I respect Donovan. I respect what he do. I idolized Donovan growing up. So, I, I mean, being in the locker room was like a dream come true for me being next to him because I always went, I almost went to Syracuse because of him. You know, and, I, and then I wanted to, you know, do my own thing. But, you know, he had a lot of influence on me. When I seen Donovan go pro, you know, when I seen him go to the league in, in, in the 99 draft, Andy Reid drafted him number three in the draft overall, that, it just gave me hope. It gave me so much hope. I was like, now I know being a black quarterback, I can, you know, I can, I can make it. And, and, you know, I got a chance, you know, even if, you know, I, I know I'm good enough to go, you know, you know, in the top, whatever, if it come down to it, you know, at least I seen somebody who I idolized have a shot. So being in that locker room next to Donovan was, 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 was hella cool. And being, being able to, you know, just being there with you, Westbrook, the first year, uh, all of man, we had the coolest locker room ever, man. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing about that. You know, we was really supposed to win a Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, man, we got robbed in 2010, man. Oh, we lost to Coop. Who was that, Green Bay? Coop, yeah, yeah, Coop dropped that pass against Green Bay, man. Well, Coop ain't go up and knock it down. I know that's a story for another day, man, but yeah, right. man. Where the hell rally at? <laughs> rally cost us one, dog. Aaron Rodney Cooper, bro. Cost but, uh, us one, bro, for real, I, man. I, um, to the door I, to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, nah, it's all you know how it go, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of just want to reminisce a little bit, bro, because back in 2013, um, you know, I really don't, I never really like to speak on Chip Kelly, but uh, you know, man, I, I gotta go, I, I gotta go back to that year because I remember, you know, you got Michael Vick, you got uh, Lashawn McCoy, you got me, you got Jeremy Macklin, uh, Brent Selleck, uh. We had we had so much firepower, bro, and it was like yeah. the minute Chip Kelly got the head coaching job and he came in, I know you're gonna remember this shit too because our first practice it was like an OTA practice. Our first practice, we out there on the field and he like nobody got a starting position. Yeah, and he, like okay. we all had to earn our positions. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, you got Michael Vick, the number one pick. You got me, yeah. you got and you you tell oh, us we got a fucking oh, I so position. High. I was so hot, bro. You know, you know what? I, I remember that vividly because my boy came home one day. He bought a newspaper article or something. And he was like, yeah, Chip Kelly said that everybody was going to have to battle for, for their position. And I'm like, I can understand a battle with Nick Foles. Right. No disrespect to Dennis Dixon. That's my man. I love Dennis. He know that. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm not battling with Dennis, too. You know what I mean? Like, for real. And then I was like, like I, I knew y'all was good. Yeah, y'all was good, but it was just a simple was fact, though, right? It like, we got here really fact. like, come on, bro. Us, bro. <laughs> like, you acting, like, like, coach, you acting childish. Hey, what, what, what was that? Uh, I mean, for you, man, shit. Like I say, I, the accolades I can speak man, I was, on, on about your your career. I'm gonna tell you a funny story. I'm gonna tell you a funny story. Go ahead, though. And, and everything you've been through, but for a, a person like yourself, and like you said, no disrespect to Dennis uh, Dixon or Nick Foles, but Someone like you, like you're like the, the human joystick. You're like the creator that hasn't been created before. Yeah. What, what was that process like for you? Obviously, I can go back to even Donovan because I know you kind of, you knew your role when you had to get back into the NFL, right? So you, yeah. you had to play the role. You had to do certain things, but you knew your talent. Obviously, you sat down in jail for in prison for a year. So 
I know just not being able to play and not be able to throw the ball, obviously, was a little rusty. But coming in that, that 2013 year, after having the year we had, like, in 2012, um, what was that for you for to have to compete and, and earn a position, especially knowing who you were? And let me tell you, it, first of all, it humbled me. And, and, and what I realized was, you know, no man is above his position. And as I look back on it, it made me better. It made me better that year, just the fact that Chip Kelly ran us to death and, my, and I, I just ran out of gas. My legs, I ain't have so much left. You know, right. he ran us so much in the spring. He ran three years off my career. And went, we, and went we three, track in three months. We practice. Yeah, straight up. So, you know, I mean, bro, the funny story I was going to tell you is, you know, I knew I had to battle Nick, so I, I got mentally prepared for it because, you know, it, it's about pride and it's about, you know, everything you stand for at the time. And I'm like, you know, I am, you know, one still one of the best in the league. And and here I go having to prove myself in practice before I can, can even get to the game. Right. And and I'm glad they did it that way because I found out a lot about myself in that battle. Number one, I found out that I could do it. You know, I could step up and rise to the occasion when need be in every aspect of situational football, whether it's first down, whether it's third down, whether it's no huddle, whether it's two-minute, Whatever y'all asking me to do in a new system, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it and show that I'm mentally capable and physically capable. And, you know, I won the battle with Nick eventually. But I can I can remember like two weeks before I got named a starter, I was in my hyperbaric chamber and I was laying in that chamber, bro, because I felt like I had played good in like a preseason game. Mm -hmm. It was the first preseason game and I, I just went ham in practice. No picks, no nothing, whatever. We was connecting. You know, I knew how to throw it to you. You know, everybody else got to learn how to throw it to you. I knew how to throw it to you. Right. Man, I'm laying in my hyperbaric chamber crying straight tears, Jack. I'm crying tears. I probably hadn't cried in five years, maybe now. I've had some trauma, you know, a couple years before. Right. But, but so I'm, you know, I'm crying for a different reason, though. I'm crying because they, they making me work for my spot, and I feel like I already earned mm. it. Yeah. And, um... I'm just in there crying tears, and I called my high school coach, and I was just venting to him, and I was like, man, I feel like I done did everything right. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I won the battle. I started the season. We got up to a good start, and y'all finished it, you know, when I went out. So that's the way it was supposed to go down. You know I, you know I got to speak on it. I got to touch on it. We had yeah. some crazy games. We had some crazy plays, but one in particular stands out, and I know you always get asked about it because I – shit, always get asked about it. So – I just want to go back down memory lane, man. 2013, man, Washington Redskins game, man. We put up 59 points. Went ham I think, on them. I think you probably had career numbers. I fucking went crazy. 2010. 20, that's right, my bad. 2010. Uh, yeah, man, just – Only I reason I know that, I know that because – I don't mean to cut you off. I know that because we talking about it this Sunday on the show. All right, so so yeah. 2010, I know I got mixed up because we talking about the year Chip Kelly was here in 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2010, so – I can remember, and I'm going to go back and speak on a little bit because, like you was talking on Marty Morningwick, for those who are sitting back watching this, Marty Morningwick, man, he has to go down as one of the greatest offensive coordinators of all time. Like, the plays he implemented, the coverages he broke down, just running certain routes, certain concepts, bro, it was like no other man. And, like, him being back in Philadelphia right now, I implement, like, a lot of these uh, – Plays that Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, some of the best deep threats in the game right now. Like, all that shit, we implemented back in, like, 20 yeah. – really, I look at it, my, my rookie year was 2008, 20, uh, 2008. But long story short, the angle routes, the 
circle yeah, posts. Deep angles, the spike the circle posts. Like, oh, like man. speak on that a little bit, bro, because obviously in, in, in leading up to that 2010 game when we played the Redskins, like what do you think that philosophy is that, that Marty Morningwick has about, you know, just knowing the concepts in the Marauders? Yeah, I, I think I think Marty did a great job, man, um, cooking it up and putting it together and, and, and calling it. And, and, and even, you know, the offensive guy, do you know the offensive guru upstairs was behind the two? Big Red, you know what Andy I mean? Big Reed, Red was- Shout out Andy Reid. Yo, shout out to Coach, man. Coach, like, c- Coach knew how to put it together. Andy knew, you know, Andy knew how to put it together. Marty knew how to call it. I think collectively together, they like, they, they knew how to use talent. I was talking about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Like, you know, they truly know how to match up the, the play calling with the talent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with, you know, with you running down the middle on the divides and the flanker circle post, there won't no safety that can hang with you or no safety that can run with you back there. We, we was calling them players for a reason. Right. And Marty was calling them at the right time, man. And he was, man. And, 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 and this, that's what I expect to see y'all doing now. I'm not even going to lie. Man. You know, um, it, it's it's kind of upsetting, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, here you go, one of the fastest guys in the game, you know, still to this day. And, um, you know, I know Marty in a different position. And, look, I love those guys. Look, I love Doug. I love, you know what I'm saying? I respect it. So, and I right. know how hard football is. I know how, you know, trust me, I ain't, I never sit and play Monday morning quarterback. You know, I do because they pay me for it. But I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give the, the, the right advice. Right. You know, I'm I'm going to call it how I see it. And I think you should be put in situations where, you know, you can you can bring all that back. Because all you're doing now is paying it forward to the younger guys that's up under you and showing them how to do it. You know, you know we all know we can't play for forever. Right. You know, so, so you know, this this is, this has got to be a cool time for, for you. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I know Marty's Still sitting around talking skyrockets in flight. You tell myself what's up when y'all talk, man. Nah, you definitely, you know I will. But speak on that Monday night game, though, bro. I can't let you get off the show without You already know. Man, look, people, you're talking about it on on this Sunday, bro. And they asked me what was one of my greatest game in my career. And, um, you know, that was it. You know, all because the way you set it off, you set it off with a little drama. <laughs> I talked about drama that drama ball. too. You know, I, yeah, I you know yeah, I had everybody on my back. And he was ready to throw the blows with me. Yeah, yeah. You set it off with the drama, and then then they gave. Uh, hold on, let me start from the beginning. The origin of the day. You know, they they gave they gave Donovan the contract right before the game started. Remember that? For sure. They gave Donovan the contract, and then next thing you know, Landry popping off to you. Y'all get into it. It's heated out there. I'm like, okay, you know, and, and the fact that um. D'Angelo Hall, shout out to D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, coming up from Virginia. Yeah, he, he broke my yeah he broke my ribs like four weeks prior. So Dang. we coming into this game like and you know they you know they thinking they little badasses too. Right. You know what I'm saying? For real, they they, they thought they had something. And then that first play, they ain't know Andy's first fifteen be crazy. <laughs> first fifteen plays ain't no joke. <laughs> For real. You know, you know, and then the, then the next the next fifteen. You know, pretty much the first 30 is is just, you know, we go buck wild. And, mm-hmm. and they ain't know we was about to do that. See, see, the one thing people ain't know is how prepared we was, Jack. Like, y'all was smart football players. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all knew where to go. You know, I, I got the ball. Of course, you know, quarterback got it. We got to think our way through the game. But y'all knew what to do. 
Y'all knew when to sit in zones. You knew when you was open. You know, you ain't let me get away with too much. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the one thing I like about you. That, that, that game was ball distribution. Jason got involved. Sadie was involved. Uh, Matt got involved, quote one. You set the tone. I remember you catching a couple more balls throughout the game. Maybe, maybe not. You might have had two catches for like 95 yards or something. But that was the thing about you, bro. I always talk about how you weren't selfish. You was never, as long as we won the game, and you, I tell everybody, as long as we caught, won the game, and as long as you caught a bomb, you was good. Right. <laughs> you, you feel me? Right. But, but you know, I, I still don't think there's nobody to this day, but I don't even think the numbers can compare to your yards per catch. What's your yards per catch now? Over my career? Yeah, over your career. It's it, it probably about 17, 18, somewhere in that yeah, range. Yeah, I mean, you still, some, you still gotta be somewhere up high, bro. Yeah, you still <laughs> gotta be somewhere up high. That's, that's, that's legendary, bro. Right. Now, uh, you think one, one of the, the records that sits, sits special with me, man, is the, you know, over 60 yards uh, touchdowns beating the one yeah. and only Jerry Rice, bro. And I, yeah. Shit, you, you, I know you threw me at least about, about eight of them, maybe 10 of them things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it'll never, it'll never be, that, that record, it's going to be a long time before that record gets shattered. And um, yeah, bro, I, I tell everybody this too. Stories untold, I call them. Every time I threw, it the, ball, threw the ball to you, most of the time on deep balls, I thought I overthrew you. So when I used to let it go, I used to be like, damn, I threw it too far. Cause you was the only person that could exhaust my arm ever in life. Dang. You was the only person that can run my arm out. And uh, Michael, Michael, um, my, my receiver, Dang. Michael Davis in, in college. Okay. Um, he 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 had it, but he you was just like a different on track the ball. Yeah, and and then you used to just. I remember one time we was backed up against Baltimore. We was on a one yard line, and, and you know our situational football backed up. We used to always have that, you know. All go, or it used to be all go, or, you know, 24, 25, you know, double go or something. Yeah. And we called it, and I'm like, oh, I'm throwing it to Jack. And then Ed Reed almost got over there. It was at Baltimore at home, 2012. I remember that. Uh, second game of the season, and, 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 I, and I threw it on the sideline. Just another one where I was like, I can remember, like, damn, I overthrew it. And you caught, you know what I mean? You caught it, right? It was, it was special, dog. You was, was special to play with. Um. I remember when I left Philly, man. I was sad as hell. I was sad. I remember me, you, and Sadie at the locker room, talk, at the lock in the locker room, talking at the end. Yeah, and we just knew it was the end, and we knew it was over. And and you know, I, Shit, just, I left I the same. We, we, we left the same. You year. did. You remember that was the first year with Chip Kelly? I left after that. We both we both oh, yeah, went gone. We left the same and you year. Went to so that shit, yeah, I went to Washington. You know that shit. That's, that's why I say, man. So many people talk about that shit. Like, bro, he broke up. A great yeah. situation, man, where we could for yep. sure that that first that was already our first year planning that new offense. So you just think if you would have kept us together for two years, like ain't no telling what would have yeah. happened when we came out 2014. And the that, same offense, yeah. ain't no telling what would have happened. You get what I'm that, saying? Yeah. So he just he just cut us short, man. That's what got Chip out of there. Because he uh, it, it was one thing you let me go. I was up in age, but you was only like your fifth year, bro. That was, was my your best prime. year in my prime, bro. You was, was in your prime. Career you yardage. <laughs> like, like when the next time another Deshaun Jackson is going to come around? That's right. what it boiled down to. When the next time you're going to get a number one receiver in here? That, you know, now they they they, they got Alshon years later and they won the Super Bowl. But, yeah. you know, I was with a whole different coaching staff and a whole different... But you know, you know, you know what I you know what I speak on when when they when they talk about them winning in 2017, 
I tell everybody, man, that we implemented that team. We structured that team. You got to think yeah. all them young dudes on that team was our young boys. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Cox yep. uh, Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham, uh, Benny Curry, Kendricks, uh, Zach Benny Ertz. Curry. You yep, know what I'm Zach, saying? Like yeah. they learned from us. Like yep. we gave them the philosophy, bro. So, yep. you know, credit them, man. When they won, I felt like I won, even though I was down in Tampa yeah. playing. Like I still took some, like some felt like I it's was something to be proud about. Yeah, yeah, it's something man. to be proud about. Like, we put our years in in Philly, man. And I know I came in at the tail end, and I was just trying to help us win the championship. I, you, the city was thirsty. Right. They, they needed it, and we felt we felt that vibe. Man, we wanted to just we wanted to conquer this. Uh, definitely, most definitely, man. So, uh, I, I kind of want to shift a little bit, man. You know, we're, we're in an era now for the black quarterback, the mentality of the black quarterback, and it's a uh, it's a stigma on black quarterbacks. Uh, and I just I want to you know touch touch on that briefly because I know we have some crazy crazy talented young black quarterbacks. I could say Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I could say uh, Lamar Jackson. I can say uh, Kyle Murray. Kyle um, Murray. Shit, name a few, what's a few more out there? This, this black uh, Teddy Cam Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. James Winston. James Winston. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yep. so the era right now, the Tyrod Teddy. Yeah. The the era right now with the black quarterback, obviously. You know, you go down in history. Were you were you you were the first black quarterback pick number one overall, right? Yeah, yeah. The first black quarterback to be drafted number one overall. Come yeah. on, man. You know, I, I yeah. gotta salute my dog. This is my mm-hmm. big bro. Like this shit is history, y'all. He in the booth. It's black oh, history. We gotta, we gotta hit him. Then to pay the booth. My boy one hundred. Hey, look though. So I, I just yeah, man. So I just want to kind of touch on that a little bit. Well, what do you think the black quarterback era has evolved to? And uh, what do you think the stigma is on, you know, they saying quarterbacks can't read defenses. They run. Um, they always want to run. They're not passing first. Because I know you had to deal with a lot of that growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was always a little, like, scared growing up. I always wanted to change my position because I was like, man, you know, I, I heard about the stereotypes and, you know, I, I felt like, you know, I could throw the ball good, but it, it also made me feel like I wasn't smart enough. You know, I wasn't the the the, the honor student in school and in, in high school or anything like that. I, you know, I, I had a 2.4 GPA when I graduated. You know, I wasn't a you know 3.0 student. They made it seem like you had to be like ultimate, you know, uh, it was the ultimate thinking man's game. And, and that's the only way you could play it. And, and it became that, you know, but what I found out in college was that I was, it took some time, but I found out that I was smart enough, you know, as I put in time to handle, you know, running the, running the offense, knowing what guys are going to be, being able to keep a, keep an eye on the play clock, knowing how to, you know, get in and out of the huddle, you know, being able to read the signal from the sideline, do all this in 25 seconds. You know, at first it was a shock. I was like, man, I can't do this. I wanted to change my position when I got to college. Damn. And my coach kept pushing me. My coach, he was white. Kept pushing me. You can do it. You can do it. And you know what? You just come to, to the meetings every day. You're going to travel with the team. Man, half of the time I used to be in there just looking at the chalkboard. You know, Jack, I ain't know what was going on. And one day it just clicked. It just hit me. Man. I learned defenses first. Coach kept saying, come to the meetings. So I learned defenses. I'm red shirt. I learned defenses. Now I'm like, I know defenses. Now I just got to learn the offense. All right. I pieced it all together. And that's when I knew I could do it. I went out there in that spring. I was in a battle with a guy who was a junior who had experience. Knocked him off in two weeks. Damn. Everything was mental. Like my mental, like my decision making was good. It won't, I won't just taking off with it and doing my thing. 
Mm-hmm. I was beating them in the passing game and the run game. And, and they seen it and, and they respected it. And, and uh, I think that, that's where, you know, I was able to put, put it all together. You know, the pass game with the run game. And I like the pass first. Right. That's what people didn't know. Sure. And, and then the run just was, you know, it's just an additive. It was something that, you know, just came along with, you know, with me being behind the center. And then it transcended into this, this huge thing. And it mm-hmm. revolutionized the game. And, you know, it's something I'm, I'm extremely proud of. And now you got these quarterbacks now, black quarterbacks who come in with better coaching, you know, coming out of high school. Um, they got better coaching in college and the systems that they're running. And by the time they get to the league, they understand the game of football. So when they sit down with these scouts around the league, the Bill Belichick's and the Andy Reeds and, you know, the Mike Tomlins, and they they like, all right, so get on this chalkboard and tell me what you know. They get on the chalkboard and they they excellent mm-hmm. on it. And, yeah. they, and they getting it right, you know. And, and, and within minutes, uh, a good offensive coordinator like Marty going to know Lamar Jackson can run an NFL offense right. based on what he – so, you know, that – that, the, the part I respect most about that is the fact that, man, in the league, they don't see color no more. I, I can't ever say, you know, I, I wasn't playing in, in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. I only heard about, you know, what happened and what went on. Mm-hmm. But I know as of right now, when Andy Reid drafted Donovan McNabb number three in the 99 draft, coach just don't know that gave me hope. And I was a kid on the couch. You know, in high school, uh, I was like, yo, man, it was big. So, you know, they they paved the way just as much as we work hard to open doors for the ones to come after us. And right. you know, I know for me, it was Cunningham. I know I'm long, I know I'm talking, but it was Cunningham. It was, it was, you, you get you giving game, bro. Yeah, it was Cunningham. It was um, Warren Moon. It was, it was a couple guys. You probably, you know. Evening there. Rest Steve peace, McNair, McNair, you know what I mean? Rex and peace, Steve McNair. So, man, it was, it, it just feel good to see the game where it's at now. And, and then it's even, it's even sweeter when you see white quarterbacks take it off and running too. Now I'm like, damn, like, they been ain't looking no wrong with, ain't looking no wrong with showing toughness. You know what I mean? Showing toughness, right. getting that first down. What's wrong with that? Like, yo, it just, it, it helps the football team. And, you know, it's by any means necessary. Definitely, man. Well, um, uh, I just I'm, I'm gonna ask you this last question on, on sports, and then I just want to talk about some some lifestyle stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna hit it. But uh, now, nah, so so who do you if you had to pick, and I I gotta do it because I gotta put you on the spot. If you had to pick one quarterback right now to lead your offense, you was the head coach. Mm-hmm. One quarterback, and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three names. Good. You gonna it's pick one name that popped up in my mind right now. Already, I'm, 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 I'm probably tell you about, what I'm, it was, but go ahead. I'm, a, I'm, I'm probably going to say the name. I hope I say it because I, I, mm-hmm. I think my IQ football is up there. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Damn. It ain't That's in that list. Nope. <laughs> nope. Tell me there. Kyle Murray? Nope. Go ahead. I, I got I to gotta hear and, this. And, and look, <laughs> I'm going to break all these guys down. You know, Patrick, graceful, you know, um, Russell, savvy veteran, know the game, super smart dude, good football player overall. Lamar, um, freak of nature. I can win with any one of those guys. But when you when you first raised the question, I thought about Deshaun Watson. Damn. 
You take Deshaun Watson as your as I mean, your they, they, think about it. They all look the same, you know. Um, I, I feel like you can just put you can put all their names in the hat, and I can just grab one. You know, you know what's There's crazy. No quarterback. You know, crazy. I was going to say I was going to say top five, but I just uh, yeah, I said let so, me narrow right, it down so to three. Top five. But top five, Deshaun Watson would have been in that list. Right, right, right. And I could have said Lamar and gave you a reason why. I could have said Russell and gave you a reason why. Or Patrick. So I just your, say D.Y. because I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I just he fresh on my mind from the game yesterday, the Thanksgiving ball, game. He shit. He struggling a little bit this year, though, without D. Without D. Hop, yeah, they struggled yeah, a little and, bit. Yeah, they traded D. Hop away, um, lost their coach, and then they done lost the games to to teams who making a playoff. But when you lose a guy like man, that's like me losing you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, come on, yo, you out of nowhere, right? You gone. Like, how are supposed to make about? that up? Now, I've really got to step my game up. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he one of the guys that's doing it without his weapons, man. Everybody else, like, 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 um, you know, Russell, you got DK Metcalf, and, and you got Tyler Lockett. Hmm. You know, Patrick got McCole Hallman. He got uh, oh, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek. Yeah. And, Kelsey. And Lamar, yeah, and Kelsey and, and Lamar. The only got, thing you know, Lamar don't have is the talent, though. That's the only, like, I feel like Lamar doesn't have as much talent as these uh, the other names. What you, what you, what you think of what you think about uh, Hollywood Brown? Let me throw a question. Oh, it's crazy because I'm, a, I'm you know what's, no you know no nah, I, I, should I love it? Should we having a conversation? You know yeah. what's crazy to me is because I always felt like I was the littlest receiver out there. He's right, right. smaller than me, and he weighed less yeah. than me. Yeah, yeah So like yeah. I didn't think I would never see somebody that's smaller and weigh less than me come onto the scene and ball out. You think, like that, you think like, that make a difference? You think that it's because like with like with Sproles, shit, it's hard for motherfuckers to hit Sproles. Right, right. So, yeah. so at the end of the day, I mean, and Hollywood Brown, he's fast. He has great route control. One thing I liked about Hollywood Brown, because I watched him a lot at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. he got playmaking ability skills, bro. Right. And it's, that's something you can't teach. I don't care how yeah. big, how NFL is known to be a, a big man's game. I don't like you seen when I came into the league, like you can't hit what you you can't catch what you can't hit. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you and, can't and, hit what you can't catch. So yeah, yeah, no doubt. I know what you're saying. I love him though, bro. He a hell, he a hell yeah. of a player. You just got to get heart. the ball into his hands. You got to find a way to put the ball in his hands. I think. And you know how this shit is, bro. You got heart. All that big shit don't mean nothing, bro. Yeah, it don't mean nothing. Coming from bro, where we is. come from, you know, yep. shit heart. I'm straight. Yeah. But um, nah, that's dope, man. Uh, I. I got I to gotta talk on this conversation, I mean, this story. I think I told you, too, when you was back in Philly. But I remember I was a little kid, man, and I just I just kind of wanted to switch over because we're going to talk about community and, you know, inspiring yeah. the kids and the That's youth it. and, you know, people like that. So, and I was young, man. I think I was probably, like, what, like 13, 12 years old. I, I think I told you a story, man. You was at uh, you was at the Beverly Center, the mall in L.A. You was, yeah. like, with your crew. You had, like, like 10, 15 dudes with you. You had the do-rag on, the white, the white Air Force's long white yeah, teeth. Yeah. And I remember I was a little kid and I ran up to you and I was like, Mike Vick, I'm like, what's up, bro? Can I get an autograph? And I, at that moment, I don't know if something bad happened or whatever, but you just wasn't, you wasn't in the moment right now. You were just like, no, nah, not right now. For but real, Jack. Go ahead. <laughs> but you pretty know, cool about that. Hey, no, nah, it was, it was like I said, you was with 10 of your homies, you know, it was, yeah. it was probably, ain't no telling, but I remember coming up to you and I was like, damn. It's like, bro, I love this dude. And I just wanted to holler or whatever. He was just like, not right now. But I could just remember because my brother was like, you know what's crazy? He said, you're going to end up playing with Michael Vick one day. And if I'm lying, bro, the shit turned out like that. But it just, it just, didn't I tell you that story before? You don't remember, you don't recall me telling you that? I mean, you might have did, but that's probably a story I'm going to forget. 
<laughs> you want to be it? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I try to, I try, you know, I try to show love to the kid. But damn, man, if I did that, man, I'm sorry, man. I apologize. Twenty years later, man, I love you. I, I, I was mad that day. I go, like, you ain't hold it, you ain't hold it against me. I tell you that much. I, I ain't heard not because at the end of the day, shit. They, they they have a they got a quote and it's a term shit real yeah. niggas fuck up too so at the end yeah, they yeah. I mean shit but they say players fuck up too damn I, I should have man shit as, as much love as they show me out here in Cali man you know I saw it's all I, I, I love rocks in California man nah, the people out here man. but real, I kind of we 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 gotta uh anytime you step in the booth man we got this is Deshaun Jackson the billionaire talk we we mm-hmm. gotta drop the game on the youth man like yeah some inspiration yeah, right. or uh, you know some motivation to a young Michael Vick or a young Deshaun Jackson that's grown up how he grown up this you know uh under the odds or they say trying to beat the odds like what is information or what is some motivation you could give back to to the young next up and coming Michael Vick yeah man life ain't easy first and foremost and 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 what you get out of life is what you put in it, you know, in, in terms of, you know, accomplishing your goals and, and your dreams. Um, and, and you got a dream. Like, you just can't go through life and not have direction or people to help you follow that direction. Um, because we try to do it for ourselves and, and, you know, we think we have all the answers and we sometimes, like, you know, you feel like, you know, you're 13, but you feel like you're 17. Or you're 17, you feel like you're 21. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you're 21, and you feel like you're 20. You you always gonna feel like I, you, you know it all. You know, and and, and you know, I, I went through that, and then having money ain't help it um, because you know it, it hurt my thinking, my way of thinking, and it made me think different. Um, it made me think arrogantly, and I, and when I look back on it, I hate it. So. You know, develop a, a plan, have a dream, follow your dream, and and, and don't, you know, don't lose sight of, of, of who you are as a, as a person, as an individual, because it's easy to get lost. I got lost. I got lost. We all got lost. You know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. we, we all got lost. And, and, and that loss can come in different forms. Like, for me, I felt like... Um, you know, what I was involved in. I got lost in what was most important. You know, I know it was times for you where, you know, you got a little sidetracked in your career because it was certain things that you wanted at a time where, you know, it was some people might have felt like it wasn't the time for when you wanted your contract and all that. And, right. and, 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 it was getting, and it was getting crazy. And I'm like, yo, Jack, just chill. You're going to get your money. Just, mm-hmm. just chill, you know. And, and some things we want right then and there, but it just don't happen when we want it. Everything happens on, on God's time and, you know, because it's God's plan. So, you know, I would say most importantly to, to all the youth out there, you know, as you develop the, the dream, you know, have patience with that dream. That's that's, that's light, bro. I appreciate you saying that light, man. One no thing kind of stuck out <clears throat> was what you said you hated about, about obviously being able to, you know, with, with being a professional athlete, not only a, a professional athlete, when you reach a certain standard or reach a certain success, it comes with a lot, you know, the money, the fame, yeah. you know, yeah. the cars, jur- jury, woman, the whole nine, right? So yeah. that stuck out to me that you said you hated that because I, I can only imagine the temptation or, you know, the pressure. Yeah. It's like the world just sitting on you. And I don't think a lot of people yeah. re- realize being a professional athlete, being someone to come from where we came from, not being yeah. able to 
shit, put food on your plate. I mean, on your table sometimes. You get what I'm saying? And then out of nowhere, snap yeah. of a finger, we could go buy the whole fucking store if we wanted to. Yeah. So I kind of want you to speak on that. Like, what, what was that like for you coming from, you know, uh, Virginia and growing up how you grew up to being able to be the first black quarterback where everyone across America knew Michael Vick. You get what I'm saying? You could buy yeah. whatever. You could have the cars. You could have the clothes, the jewelry. You could have everything you wanted. Like, what do you think your biggest downfall was about that? Thinking I, I needed to bring everybody along with me. Mm. Like, I tried to bring the whole hood with me. Like, man, we all struggle together. We all going to come up together. But mm. it ain't room enough room for everybody to come up. Because we enter into a space where we don't even know what the hell we're getting into. We just getting paid to play ball, and we got and we getting a lot of money. But we looking back at our fellas like, Man, come on, man. I don't care, man. Even if you just got to sit in the chair and just wait for me to get home. When we get home, we're going to put a plan together. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do what we do. We're going to make it shape one way or another. And when we do that, we kind of handicap our, our guys, and, and they start becoming dependent on us. And then, you know, all, all of a sudden, we start looking at it like, man, as we get older, we, we out here grinding, and we doing, you know, all the training and, and X, Y, Z, and – you know, it, now it's becoming a frustrating situation because, you know, we just wasting time doing other stuff, staying sidetracked and not creating something that can last us a lifetime. Um, but it's hard when you don't know and when you don't have the people and the resources and we got to grow into that. And, and uh, you know, I, you know in, in a lot of ways, I blame the people that was around us for, you know, while we in practice, why you ain't going out and trying to make, you know, the best out of our situations. It didn't come to later on in our careers, you know, when we realized, all right, we got to get this together. You know, um, I know for me, you know, you still playing. And I got to remember that you're like 10 years younger than me and, and you know, all that good stuff. But, but yeah, Jack, this shit, it, this, it's a little wishy-washy, man. When you, when you got it to, to the youngest coming into the game, man, I always tell them, like, bro, spend time. You know, studying the game, spend time having fun playing the game, save your money. Man, all, all, look, go buy some nice cars, a couple of nice cribs, if that's what you want. But other than that, man, don't give your money to the street. And you know what I mean when I say give your money? That's, that come in all forms. That's everything. You know what I'm saying? To the fellas, to the, to the women, man, don't give all your money to the street, man. You know what I mean? Because it becomes an addiction. You know what I'm saying? They take away from what's most important. And uh, I think guys who work hard and God bless you to be in a situation, yes, things gonna come along with it. And it's natural. I'm not saying you're gonna be a saint, but you better have you you better be able to put a host on it when you need to. And that that shit that touched me seriously, bro. Like I I can just remember, you know, when I when I was in the locker room with you and you used to see, you used to be like, damn, Jack, like don't go down the same path I went down, bro. He was like, You got a lot of dudes around you. I see. Everything that you are, he was like I was, and I'm I'm telling y'all this because this game right now, like literally, while Big Bro was talking, I fucking had chills and damn near wanted to cry because I could remember that shit, bro. And I like yeah. like he said, I, I I fought a lot of shit. I got fired. I got cut because they thought yeah. I was a gang member and I hung out with whoever I hung out with. But I could remember yeah. Mike Vic telling me like, bro, don't go down that same path I went down, DJ. He said, I see it. He he's, he was he was like, you worrying me, bro. I can remember you told me that shit, and for me, bro. That yeah. was the realest shit you could have probably ever told me. Like, bigger than any touchdown you could have thrown to me. Bigger than any play that ever we stepped on the field. Because it was like, that right there, bro, 
clicked on. It, something clicked about that because I seen what you had to go through, bro. I, yeah. I, I witnessed you getting everything taken yeah. away from you. And, and all you used to, and all you all you used to ever tell me was like, yo, bro, like you used to ask me a lot of questions. You asked more questions than Shady too. Y'all asked a lot of questions, man. Y'all wanted to know. And I told y'all, you know what I'm saying? I felt, you know, I felt like it, it was only right to be honest with y'all because I cared about y'all a lot. Man, that's that's much love, bro. So you know I say, man, I just want to tell you I appreciate you. So y'all sitting back home watching this, man. You know, keep no, going, man. Don't, don't don't think the odds. I'll beat you, bro. The odds is what yeah. for. You got to beat the odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the challenge. I like the, you know, I like the fact that you know we we challenge ourselves now to do different things, and you know we 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 look at what we're doing now. Like I'm, I'm doing TV, and, and and you got your own podcast set up, Fade the Booth. This, I mean, it's dope. And then you know, I told you like in, in a couple years, and whenever you're ready, whenever you retire, you know, you can transition to this TV side of things, man. You got everything it takes to do it, and. uh, you know, just keep learning the game, keep having fun with the game, and then, uh, you know, God got a path for you. I'm going to always be there for you. you know? well, I appreciate it. That's, that's a real brother right there, and I, sure. I, I, I kind of want to touch on it because you have been telling right. me, like, bro would call me out of nowhere, like, and I'm just checking you, what you're doing? Like, for those of y'all who don't know, like, me and Big Bro, we stay connected, we stay locked in. He always calling and checking on me and vice versa. I'll call and check on him, but yeah. it's crazy because he's like, he's standing in Cali now, you know, with the pandemic going on. He's like, I'm out here out your way, but shit, I'm thinking about, you said, shit, when, when you retire, I got this gig for you at Fox. I'm like, shit, for sure, I'm coming. Then what I tell you. <laughs> got a spot for you, baby. We're going to keep a spot for you. We'll talk I appreciate to the, you know, it, man. They, they, they like you. They love you. They, they respect you. Uh, it's much love, man. The vice versa, man. I appreciate you coming on Faith the Booth, man. Y'all, it's the one and only Michael Vick. He just touched down to Faith the Booth, man. That's a yeah. real nigga, man. Appreciate Absolutely. you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you, Jack. Thanks for having me, dog. You can have me on anytime. You know that. I got the money, but my pride keep me in the streets. I got the hustle, but we guarantee we gon' go. I got a few plays. I'm quarterback. I'm Tom Brady, 12 in the pack, and I'ma throw it, get my arm crazy. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.